Welcome to the Science and the City podcast, your gateway to the New York Academy of Sciences. I'm Nadia Popovich. This is episode two of our science storytelling podcast series, brought to you in collaboration with the Story Collider. Last week, you heard Kelly Vaughn talk eighth graders and lobsters at our February 2nd storytelling event at 92Y Tribeca. Meanwhile, the Story Collider featured a second story from that evening, a heart-wrenching tale by architect Ed Gavigan. Now, we bring you two more true personal tales of and by science teachers. We all have that one teacher who sticks in our minds like none other. For Matthew Dix, that teacher was named Bunhead. My teacher was named Mrs. Murphy, and we called her Bunhead behind her back because she had a large beehive um, atop her head. Dix is now a teacher himself, as well as author of several novels, including Something Missing, Unexpectedly Milo, and the upcoming Memoirs of an Imaginary Friend. Hear him talk about the trials and terrors of high school biology class and his standoff with his arch nemesis, Bunhead. Then tune into the Story Collider podcast for the last installment of this science teacher-themed storytelling extravaganza. Hear our own Megan Groom, director of Science in the City and Science Education at the Academy, as she recounts why teaching sex ed can never be as straightforward as you'd like. Find her story at www.storycollider.org. But now, over to Matt Dix. So I wasn't the best behaved student in high school, but 10th grade biology, something caused me to be especially bad. Uh, That something was a girl, and her name was Heather, and I liked Heather a lot. Heather was beautiful, but not snobby. She was smart, but like self-deprecating. She was athletic and witty. And best of all, Heather's boobs were the first boobs that I had ever noticed as a man before. In sixth grade, in math class, I had looked and noticed that Heather had boobs, and for the first time, they appealed to me. And this leaves an indelible mark in a man's life, and so ever since sixth grade, I had been in love with Heather, and now she was in my biology class. Some guys in high school think the best way to get a girl's attention is to act like an idiot in class. Very stupid guys usually think that, and I was one of them. And so my 10th grade biology year, I attempted to get Heather's attention by acting really stupid. I was rude and obnoxious and not very nice to the teacher, thinking that this was going to attract Heather to me. My teacher was named Mrs. Murphy, and we called her Bunhead Behind Her Back, because she had a large beehive um, atop her head. Not only was it large, though, it was sort of implacable. No matter what the temperature or the time or the weather, her hair always looked exactly the same, as if it was some carved piece of granite that she plopped atop her head every day. Uh, Mrs. Murphy was an older woman. She was very stoic, and she would deliver content but not really interact with the class in any way unless you were loud and obnoxious and unruly. And because Heather was in class, I was loud and obnoxious and unruly. So it started in the beginning of the year, I would make rude remarks under my breath at Mrs. Murphy. And when Heather failed to notice my courage and wit, 
I started making those remarks out loud in an effort to get her attention. Uh, Mrs. Murphy, Bunhead, eventually grew tired of my witty repartee and sent me to the back of the room. I had to sit at a lab table by myself, away from everyone else. The next day I came into class and I grabbed the water spigot sticking out of the lab table and I shook it hard enough until the pipe underneath the table broke and flooded the room, causing the class to have to move to another classroom for the day. Bunhead knew that I was the one who did it, but she didn't have any evidence, so she wasn't able to, to punish me in any way. About a week later, uh, Bunhead noticed that there was a periodic table change. To the, there was a change to the periodic table in the front of the room. I had added an element, and the box looked exactly like the other boxes. I spent a lot of time making it look perfect. <laughs> it was Glossgrossium. It was adjacent to helium. It had an atomic weight of 2.34. And it was named after Jennifer Gloss, the girl in the class who was noticing my antics and did not appreciate them, and was a thorn in my side. So I discovered the element of Glossgrossium and added it to the periodic table of elements. Again, Bunhead and everyone else knew that I was responsible, but there was no evidence to prove I had done it, and so um, I went unpunished again. About a month later, in the midst of a lab experiment, I managed to get hold of the eyewash, the portable eyewash, which had fascinated me since the beginning of the year. And without any eyes in need of washing, I instead turned it sideways and opened it up to shoot across at my friend on the other side of the room. And this thing was like a fire hose. There was like more water in it than could have physically been put in it. It was sort of like a Looney Tunes fire wash. And so by the time Mrs. Murphy made it to the back of the room, I was soaked, my friend was soaked, and I was holding the eyewash. And so finally she had um, caught me with some evidence and she sent me to the office and to Mr. Powers. Uh, Mr. Powers was a vice principal. He was short and bald, and I found that in my experience, principals who are short and bald are either exceedingly funny or very angry, and Mr. Powers was the latter. Um, he knew me well, and he was especially angry that day, so I ended up getting a month of detention he called my parents and I had to pay for replacing the portable eyewash. I, I was upset, I was sort of outraged. Um, I was worried that Heather was going to um, think less of me for not getting revenge on Mrs. Murphy for what I had done despite the fact she had yet to actually notice me whatsoever. So as I walked back to the classroom, I decided that um, I vowed revenge on Bunhead. I don't know where the idea actually came from. I think maybe just eating lunch. But about a week later, before Bunhead came into the room, I took a cafeteria bun, one of those like spherical rolls that the cafeterias produce, and I put it on her desk right next to her grade book and just sat down. And so she walked in and uh, she opened her grade book and I saw her notice the bun. And she, for a split second, she stopped the roll and then continued on. And when she was done, she closed the grade book and swept the bun into the trash as if it wasn't there. I, I was upset, naturally, because I, I wasn't even sure if she knew the significance of the bun. I didn't know if she was known as Bunhead. And most importantly, I was upset that Heather hadn't noticed my clever <laughs> act of revenge. So the next day when Mrs. Murphy came into the class, there were two buns <laughs> on either side of her grade book. And again, for the briefest of moments, she paused in the middle of the roll and then once again swept the buns into the trash can without saying a word. The next day, there were three buns on the desk. And just like before, she failed to 
even look shocked or annoyed. I realized I was dealing with like a real cold-blooded person, someone who was like a badass who I was not going to be able to beat. And so the next day when Bunhead came in, there was a single bun atop her grade book. And there was a screw that had come from the bottom of a desk. And I had screwed it into the top of the bun. And there was a note beside the bun with a poem that read, roses are red, violets are blue. You screwed me, so I screwed you. She, read, she took the time to read the note. And then she didn't react at all. She finished the roll. She slid it into the trash like it was paper left behind from the last teacher. I couldn't believe it. So class went on. I was preparing my next poem for the next day. I was contemplating an entire loaf or like a marble rye that would be sitting right on top of the desk when the bell rang and it was time to leave. And she called me over to, the, to her desk. And I walked over and she's shuffling papers and not even looking up. And without making any eye contact at all, she says, I think we're about even, don't you? And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And without looking still, shuffling the paper, she said, I think we're about even. But if something else was to happen, things might move into your favor, and I would have to do something. And once again, I said, I don't know what you're talking about. But I started shaking. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> this is like the John Wayne of classroom management. <laughs> and so she said, I'm a scientist, which almost made me laugh, because I had never in my life thought of Bunhead as a scientist. I thought she was a teacher. And she said, I deal in facts and evidence, and I will get you back if I need to. I was getting ready to say something when she looked up and made eye contact with me, and she dropped her glasses to the edge of her nose and said, last chance. And so I said, yes, we're even. <laughs> and I left that class as quickly as I could. Bunhead taught me a really important lesson, though, that day that I use in my classroom right now. She could have sent me to the office. She could have gotten me suspended for that poem, for sure. She could have somehow proven that I was the one responsible. But instead of following the rules and forcing me to be compliant, she went for my respect instead. She brought her game down to my level. She let me know that she could kick my ass if she needed to, but she didn't. She knew that as a young, foolish, stupid man, that like dignity and self-esteem were important to me, and if she had stripped those from me, she would have lost me for the rest of the year. I would have been unruly, unmanageable, and angrier than ever. But instead, she earned my respect. And I wasn't perfect for the rest of that school year, but I was a hell of a lot better than I had been for those first three or four months. And as for Heather, the closest I ever came to her was um, about 20 years later, we became Facebook friends. <laughs> and, and the first thing that Heather said to me over Facebook was, I kind of remember you. You were a nice, sweet boy in school. <laughs> and that let me know that she had never paid attention to me at all. <laughs> Thank you. Matthew Dix, everyone.
This was recorded in front of a live audience at 92Y Tribeca. For more podcasts and information on science in the city, visit us online at www.scienceandthecity.org. Or you can shoot us an email to scienceandthecity at nyas.org. Thanks for tuning in.